0: I'm Manish, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Fellow.
1: At a very broad level, managing your finances well largely comes down to your ability to save money early and frequently. Someone who starts saving at 20 will be miles ahead of someone who starts saving at 35. But the problem is how do you get a 20-year-old to save? This is where the innovative fintech startup Fellow comes in. The one thing that 20-year-olds like to do is play games and especially play real money games. Fellow asks the question, what if you disguised a savings app as a real money gaming app, giving all the thrills of gaming but also giving the long-term benefits of saving money? In this episode of the Founder Thesis podcast, your host Akshay Dutt interviews Manish Mariada the founder of Fellow about the unique thesis behind the product and the zero-to-one journey of building a FinTech product. Stay tuned and subscribe to the Founder Thesis podcast on any audio streaming platform to discover unique startups chasing large market opportunities through disruption.
0: So, uh, you know, give our listeners an idea of... Uh, how big is Fellow today? W- share some numbers uh, just to set a context. Know that. Yeah. Absolutely. So we have started Fellow in November 2021. I mean, that's when we launched the main version of the product. And mm-hmm. from there till today, we have over 750,000 users uh, using the application. Uh, 98% of our consumers are first-time savers and investors falling within the age group of 21 to 25. of our user base came in completely through organic reference. And uh, a massive chunk of the users uh, are salaried folks who are investing on the platform. And uh, today, as we are speaking, we have close two rounds of funding. We raised roughly over five million dollars till date. And right now, we're a team of 25 members. So that's how big the team is. Last year, we were just like five members. Right now, everything went fivefold. Numbers went Mm tenfold. So, yeah, hmm. that's that's how we are at this point of time. And what is your uh, AUM? AUM would be the right metric for your industry, yes. right? So, our AUM figures are on the upward note of $3 million at this point of time hmm. while we are speaking. And our how much is that star, in, in rupees? Uh, so, sorry. in rupees, it roughly comes up to, uh, you would say roughly around 24 crores. And okay. uh, in the long run, our North Star goal is to have, at by end of this year, our AEM, we're hoping to have a 50 million asset under management. One of the key metrics, what we also want to measure being a B2C company is uh, retention cohorts. We want to have a retention cohort of on the upward note of 40 to 50%, three-month retention, that is what we're talking about. And that gives us a very, very good success metric, not just the AEMs, but even the retention, because that's how we play the B2C game as well. right? So we want to make sure that people are loving the product they love the Can you define how you calculate retention cohort? Uh, what simple. does that mean? Say, uh, you actually you're saving on the application on day one. We want to mm-hmm. make sure that even on day ninety, you're saving mm-hmm. it. And say, if hundred people are saving on say, so day do one, do you mean to say that I don't withdraw my savings, or do you mean to say that I put in more money, uh, I save more money? What, what exactly? You save more money. You save more. Okay. Money. What okay, we are okay. what we are hoping is if hundred consumers have invested on day one, we yeah. want to make sure that forty at least forty of them are investing yeah. are continuing to invest on day ninety yeah. as well. So that is okay. what we mean by retention cohort. Yeah, okay, okay. So you you what you want is essentially that roughly half of your uh, user base should be regular savers, uh, not just absolutely. one-time savers. Absolutely, okay. our one-month retention, retention. is on an upward note of fifty percent. So wow. in, within one month, people are like on a higher note of 50%. And mm. uh, three months, we are roughly within the ballpark figure of 20 to 25-ish. And this is mm. where we want to keep pushing it. And that mm. is where we launched the new version of the product in October 2022. And from there, like we got great traction coming up. Uh, because mm. it, I mean, there are few challenges what we had with the previous version of the product. And uh, these subtle releases have sort of helped us in solving those challenges. in a really, really good. Let's kind of zoom into that journey. I, I love hearing the journey of building yes. products, finding yes. product market, that yes. zero to one journey. So, you know, you were, uh, your first exposure to the world of startup was when you were at Coinex. Uh, yes. So, from there to Fellow, you know, just how did Fellow get born? Get it. So, uh, I guess uh, Coinex was one of the best incredible journeys what I had. I joined as an intern. And first non-tech team member in the company and uh, Rahul Rakesh Aditya, they were kind enough to give me the opportunity to do everything within the company. My biggest experience has been in terms of customer success and also in terms of product because I come from a finance background. Why did you join as an interview? I can see on your LinkedIn profile that you were already, uh, you had like a year of work ex, uh, with HSBC as a yes. software engineer. Yes. Uh. It's it, it's a it's a very big bet which I took for a, uh, I took you know like uh, I came back from US I did my master in finance at A and uh, one mm-hmm. of the reasons of why I came back also was I got some really good offers in uh, India and finally I was interviewing with uh, Goldman and JP Morgan back then and uh, while those offers were there in hand while I was interviewing this my brother told me that there is this company called Coinex which started <laughs> and it's the first crypto exchange in India and back in mm-hmm. US I was tri- I was mining cryptos on my Alienware laptop. Right. So I was like, let me give a shot. Let me speak with them. And it yes. wasn't even an interview with Rahul. It was just conversations. We're talking about what future yes. products we could build. I come with this good traditional finance background, and you know, crypto, and even I knew crypto. And that's how I knew that hey, this this company is gonna be something big. I chucked all my job offers. I told that yeah, I'll join you. Rahul told that we we can't onboard you. He thought that I would be expensive. I told that don't pay me. I'll join as an intern. Pay your intern salary to me. I just want to be in the part of this company and. That is the best bet what I took in my life. I Amazing. feel that if I did not take that, I wouldn't have been building Fellow because CoinX helped me understand the ABCs of building a company. I had the zeal to build the company, but I did not know how yeah. to build it. I knew my limitations. Now, CoinX yeah. helped me to understand every missing piece what I did not know. And that yeah. is how uh, it laid the initial basement for me to build Fellow in the long run. So, yeah. Built, scaled CoinX along with the co-founders. Even CoinX pivoted to Flowbus, right, uh, eventually. Also had the experience of how we, to... CoinX, uh, what were you doing? Were you on product development? Were you on uh, customer acquisition? Which side were you on? I'll <laughs> tell you where exactly. It, it was all, It was. almost like, you know, this one person in the company who looks into everything, right? I was the guy in the company, to be honest. Okay. For the okay. first okay. few months, when we launched it, The biggest problem what company had was setting up uh, financial operations. Now that is where my biggest skill set went into. Now, after that, uh, company did not have a PM batch then. The product manager came in a bit later. Now that is where me and my other friend Zakil, we both had the experience of crypto and trading. We were working very close with the tech team and the product uh, side to come with new products. And that is where it was a sweet intersection between uh, operations and product where my expertise was happening. But also in the long run, I set up the initial practices of business. Like whenever new tokens were getting listed, new partnerships had to happen. I was working closely with Aditya to get those things happening also. But once in the long run, you know, company was pivoting and all those things was happening. I completely moved into product management. And uh, that is where in the long run, I turned out to be the product manager for the company with expertise in other areas. I mean, that's a beauty, right? Like if I wouldn't have done that, I guess building a company would have been difficult for me as well. Yes. So though yes. I did not have a specific designation, I mm-hmm. that helped me a lot right now in terms of leading other teams. Got it. Got it. Okay. So yeah, from there to uh, fellow. yep. So flovis uh, came in and flovis yes. uh, was B2B in nature. And yes. of course, I love the idea. I mean, right now they're being a $42 million company. Uh, I, was, I was just, uh, you know, I was more of a B2C person and flovis uh, was something turning out to be B2B. And that is where I felt that it is the right time for me to take an exit because I know how to build a company. Uh, I know what how to sort of tackle problem statements. And it's a very healthy, you know, uh, synergies what I have with the founders and I took an exit over there and uh, went on streets, just started speaking with people and businesses to understand problem statements. Uh, my first idea was into agri-tech and I was visiting villages, speaking with people over there. And uh, that's where I came to the limitation that though I had an amazing problem statement, With my background, I just can't solve it. That is where I got my limitation. And that's when I came across some amazing fintech ideas. And I knew that my background wasn't fine. Let's start solving this. Now, once I got into, I knew the problem statement. I knew it was a tech-centric company and uh, I did not have a tech co-founder. Unfortunately, uh, though I can speak tech, I can't write tech. I mean, I, I, I can't write code. So that is where what I did was I joined this talent investor program called Entrepreneur First. That's where I met my co-founder shaurya What all ideas I had, I ideated with Shaurya again together, and eventually we came across the idea called Hello. And uh, we did we launched the initial MVP roughly within what jan- decision making framework? You must have had a like a way to decide out of ten ideas which one we take up. Yeah, I guess I guess very less people ask me this question and I'm answering this question after a long period of time, I'm glad to sort of tail the sales as well. So uh, first, what I look into is, uh, is the problem actually existing in the market? One of the things which I tell very often is don't try to squeeze a product into the market, build a product, taking the problems into consideration. So my framework is very simple. First, out of 100 people whom you speak with, at least 40% of the people should be having this problem. Now, since these okay. 40 people are forty uh, people are telling that is a problem, it doesn't mean that that, uh, that can turn out to be a business. Now, that is yeah. where I look into the potential market size, like how much each individual can pay me as. Do they have the appetite to pay it or not? Now, yeah. out of these 40 people, 20 people will pay me. How much yeah. will these 20 people pay me? And looking into that, I do the market sizing. Now, if that makes sense to me, that is where I go ahead and build a business. Because an idea can be a business, but a business, uh, there's no hard and fast rule that... Uh, you know, a business need to originate from an idea, right? So that is yeah. how my framework goes about. So I had like and three, four ideas three, and of that you, I chose. Like you had a like a a cohort of 100 users whom you like reached out to and you did like a telephonic survey or something and to validate. Yes. So how we did was uh, the overall data set was 2,100-ish people. Of those, speaking with something have- was... Google Forms or like actual calls? And so yeah. and actual calls, everything was an upward note of 300 plus. The remaining mm-hmm. was Google Forms and these mm-hmm. and the 300 were calls. 50 mm-hmm. plus were in-person conversations as well. And uh, this this was my only work for three months. Nothing else. I took mm-hmm. my job part mm-hmm. of years, nothing mm-hmm. else we were doing. And mm-hmm. that is where we got some really granular data data inputs. The first problem statement, what we found was people are not inclined towards healthy finance, especially 21 to 25 year old individuals. They were not investing uh, healthily. And 60% mm-hmm. of people did not have enough money for the next three month needs. Mm-hmm. And in spite of these financially vulnerable conditions, they were glued mm-hmm. towards fantasy, paid, and casual style gaming apps, where they're spending 500 rupees per day to get mm-hmm. financial rewards. The mm-hmm. yeah, is they were losing out. That simple idea for us was since they're expecting financial rewards, X goes to Y in finance, X is going to Y in gaming as well. It's only the front-end experience for them which is different. So you put Just, 100 rupees in your savings account or you invest 100 rupees. You do you put that with the whole intention of it to grow. That is why people invest in stock market. That is what people want their money to grow. Now, when we spoke with consumers, they specifically came with the term we we want those financial rewards. Like for example, I don't want to uh, see the fantasy gaming applications or other gaming applications. They're paying an entry fee in mm. order for the money to grow into something. Ex- of course, the risk to reward is mm. so high in gaming. That is why you have the potential to lose out the entire mm. amount. Now, mm. that is where we felt that, you know, let's reduce the risk appetite a bit. Let's mm. make sure to give them the same experience of gamification. And let's mm. take that, active. let's take gaming as an activation to bring them into healthy finance. So what we we'll do was mm. the backend infra has been banking. We've wrapped around, mm. we just gift wrapped with the gaming experience and offered them on a platter under the name mm. called Cello. So that's how we okay. got the idea. And Interesting. So, like, you yeah, 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 go on. What you found in your just doing a quick recap? So, in your conversations, you found that yeah. uh, people are into real money gaming with the objective of growing the money. Like you know, they know that okay, not every bet will pay off, but one, of the other four bets, which I lose money, will get recovered, and I'll make something over and above the total amount. So. You thought that, okay, this is an interesting behavior. Let's make uh, this molding to it directly saving mm-hmm. instead of uh, gambling uh, in a way. There are three insights what we got. First problem statement, mm-hmm. I told you, right? Like th- mm-hmm. very poor inclination to to the finance. We got, mm-hmm. then uh, when we got the first problem statement, our first idea was to build a robo advisory application. Back yes. then, robo-advisory was something which was booming up significantly. But we saw that all mm-hmm. robo-advisory applications back then had turned out to be acquisitions by all the big giants. Now, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. and Shoury, examples of uh, robo-advisory startups? So, there was day. this company called uh, Walnut. Walnut uh, was okay. e- eventually acquired by Capital Float. Right now, one of the biggest mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. lending mm-hmm. companies in India. Then there was another mm-hmm. company called Squirrel. I guess they have been acquired by one of the leading banks as well. So, we saw that mm-hmm. all the robo-advisories have been turned out to be oh, acquisitions. A company like Deserve is not robot advisory which is oh, into no, wealth really? management. Deserve is not into robo-advisory uh, What is the difference is between robo-advisory and wealth management? What robo-advisory does is, uh, it asks you to link all your bank accounts and your, you know, savings mm. investing accounts. And uh, mm. they ask you some basic questions. And hmm. based on your spending pattern, based on your risk appetite, uh, they say that, hey, start investing in this thing. Uh, you're spending so much into, uh, last month you spend say 500 rupees into, or like 5,000 rupees into food, make sure that next month you sort of spend this. It. So it's almost like a buddy, which is lying within your phone and giving you financial advices and cross-selling Perfect. other financial products. For example, say that I linked my, say, i say credit card, it would say that, hey, okay. for your consuming pattern, this credit card might not sound good to you. Use this credit card because you're also traveling frequently. So that's how you, robot. there's this amazing company called Clio in in UK. Like that was a huge inspiration for us when we came across the problem statement. So through a robot, we wanted to push them into healthy finance. That was the idea what we had. But we realized that in India, people don't pay for software, point one. And secondly, we saw all the robot advisors have been becoming acquisition channels for all these big companies. So the Western model of robot advisory is that you pay a fixed uh, fees. There's a fixed okay. fee. It's very yeah, normal. I think in India exactly. people prefer to like uh, pay the commission rather than the fixed fees, right? Like exactly, company, like, exactly. Deserve is earning the commission rather than the fixed fees. Okay. Exactly. Okay. De- Deserve is mostly into mutual funds, right? So what yeah. they do yeah. is uh, they, they do your risk uh, profiling and then taking your risk profiling into consideration, they give you those specific funds in which you could invest and you mm-hmm. get those percentage of returns. Uh, so yeah. yeah, that is what deserved us, and they earn through commissions, as opposed they're to perfect perfect. commissions uh, right. with okay. all the asset management companies whose mutual funds hmm. they're selling, they earn a percentage hmm. commission out of it. So hmm. that's the model hmm. that's we what works in, in India, like the, yes. the investment with commission kind of a model. Okay, hmm. exactly. Now, hmm. talking about uh, coming back to the problem state, uh, the uh, you know when we when we when we were stuck at this point. We did, the, we did another round of interviews with the consumers and mm. the same set of people who initially gave us answers. Mm. This time, the question was very very simple and very fun for them. We asked them mm. from the time you wake up at six in the morning till the mm. time you sleep, what mm. do you do? That is the question what we asked. We wanted mm. to understand the behavior patterns. Now mm. that is where we got three insights. The first thing mm. is, these people moved into UPI and digital mode of payments only because of two applications: Google pay and Phone Pay. Now, when mm. we asked why these two applications, they told that whenever we make payment through these apps, we get incentivized in the form of scratch cards. And yeah, I, you know. I asked them, like, sometimes you don't get the money also, right? Why are you still using mm-hmm. only these two apps? There are so many UPI mm-hmm. applications. Yeah. They told that sometime or other we might get it, right? So I'm fine with it. So mm-hmm. this is the Indian consumer behavior that if, if there's a possibility of getting an incentive or a reward, they mm-hmm. might tend to do it. There's the first mm-hmm. data point what we got. The second data point, what we got was there were set of people who were into healthy finance or the people whom we sure. interviewed. We asked them, how did you get into healthy finance? They told that it, it's our friend's family who sort of told us, it's Michel Farnipas though. If not, uh, hmm. put put money into the stocks, hmm. it'll grow. Hmm. We hmm. realized that community effect is very crucial for adaptation of something within the Indian ecosystem. And so hmm. this third, this is the holy grail for us, where we found out was 60% of the people with whom we spoke, they were glued towards paid fantasy and casual style gaming. Where hmm. they were putting X amount to get some financial reward in return or to win something big. Now, hmm. gaming is such an ecosystem which incentivizes you, which is hmm. which has a community effect associated with it. Because gaming is a community-driven activity and hmm. people are glued to it. Now, that is where hmm. we felt that why don't we merge gaming and finance together and see how things shape up. And hmm. that's how the idea came up. That's been the story of Fellow. Initially, we launched an MVP. Just, can you spend a minute on Yotta Savings? Uh, what is it? Oh, huh? it's a very cool idea. What Yotta yeah. Savings? So in, in US, uh, lottery is a very big problem. Yotta is a prize linked savings account. Basically, fellows also a price-linked savings account, but we don't use it a lot. Yotta is a hmm. price-linked savings and banking application where hmm. users can save their money and get interest earned in the rewards of lottery winnings. How sure. the application works is very simple. For every $25 you save on the platform, you get one lottery huh. ticket the more mm. $25 you see you, the more lottery tickets you keep getting and mm. every week they take out these lottery winnings and whoever wins yeah. in this lottery they get rewards up to 10 million dollars now even if you even if you don't win your money mm. grows by i guess 0.5% or even up to 4% if you're saving in cryptos over there mm. so on one hand 4% returns APY and on the other mm. hand a potential to win 10 million dollars so that is mm. what yourta savings is Yotta has Mm -hmm. been started by these two uh, folks, thirty thirty 30 folks, uh, Adam. Uh, I I mean, I'm very well acquainted with Adam as we exchange notes. And uh, they have been backed by Y Combinator. They raised uh, on an upper note of $15 million till date. And they're doing phenomenally great in the US ecosystem. There's another company called uh, Price Pool, which does this. uh, Frank is the founder of uh, Price Pool. Again, acquainted with him as well. Uh, We did this research before building something like that for the Indian audience when it's on the same property so, yeah, that's what the auto Savings does. And uh, I believe one of the founders is a YouTube social influencer, kind of a. Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. So, uh, Adam is the one, like, he's an influencer also. Oh, yes, yes. Adam, Adam okay. Moyless. Okay, okay. So, which yes. gave him uh, distribution. Like, uh, the biggest challenge in a B2C app is distribution. So, that being an influencer, that automatically guarantees a certain minimum of distribution. I guess I'm just trying to recollect if Adam was the influencer or not, but uh, they they had a very good GTM to be honest. Like, you know, hmm. uh, they, they were able to grow fast. They they were able okay. to attract massive AUMs in a very good point of time. Because, because that $10 win $10 million. Would that be was the silly. value proposition they sold. Right. And right. they told right. that you don't need to spend for lottery ticket. You are just mm-hmm. saving. Like you never mm-hmm. lose out on your capital. That is the beauty of mm-hmm. pricelink banking altogether and mm-hmm. a, a quick factoid for all the listeners and even for you Akshay, like uh, abu dhabi like you know all the all the gulf most of the gulf banks do this on a very regular basis you see they give lottery yes. tickets uh, banking and every mm-hmm. month they rip, they take one big winner and they give mm-hmm. them cars etc so that is pushing them towards healthy savings and right. i don't know if you, i don't know if you know if you know this or not but there is a bond in uk called premium bond which runs on the same idea
1: so mm-hmm.
0: Governments were able to sort of push people into healthy finance by gamifying a lot. And Mm -hmm. that is what we are trying to do for the Indian ecosystem. Amazing. Okay. So, okay. uh, We've come to the birth of the idea. Now, how does the idea become reality? (laughs) First idea becoming reality is all about first validation and that too at two levels. For for (laughs) us, the first level was, uh, as I told you, uh, the idea was there, but no one did it. We hmm. wanted to build a POC and try and test it out. Now, hmm. the first POC was executed with 2,500 people. And uh, I mean, of those people, 92% of the people came in through referrals, like organic referrals. I hmm. say, like hmm. within one month, we became, lot, we, we, we became extremely viral. And hmm. uh, people are investing. Uh, of the investing users, 60% of the people were repeat investors. And so that was you the- built a game? How did you build a game? Because, yeah. I mean... So, game building is not... Uh, straight like Me see. and Shaurya had very simple deliverables. Like, uh, our uh, pitch day was somewhere in the month of December. We had to build a B2C company. And, yeah, uh, you got we, it to no, YC on the basis of the idea. Like, no, no. You no. We have... got YC post EFs. Uh, I, was talk, uh, I was talking about our days at Entrepreneur First. Mm-hmm. So, our pitch day was somewhere in the month of December. And mm-hmm. uh, building a B2C and getting traction was difficult. So, hmm. what I told Chauria was, uh, let's do it. Even Chauria told, let's do it. I told Chauria hmm. that I will get the license. We needed an AMP license to execute it. Uh, and then make sure to get the mutual fund on place. I asked him hmm. is, all I asked him was you build just a- one a- game. AMP license titles you to sell mutual funds. <laughs> Sorry, exactly, exactly. Okay. For that, we need to write an exam. Partner hmm. with a, hmm. you an know, uh, asset management company. I told, I'll take care of all those things because hmm. I have the hmm. connections. All hmm. I want you to do is build a mini version of a game, which works, hmm. that's it. And it mm. built a thumbhole again. And okay. so the first version of the application is so almost like an exit spreadsheet where uh, three sections. One's mm. first section was the game. The second mm. section was the fund, Third section was the referendum. That's it. Mm. So mm. we just launched it. What we did was we put it on all our WhatsApp statuses. I pushed all mm. my friends to put their WhatsApp statuses. Put it on mm. LinkedIn, Facebook, etc. Mm. For the first hundred were completely through our activations. The next mm. 2,400, we don't even know how it came. And yeah, we are talking okay. about fourth, fifth degree reference over here. Mm-hmm. At three awesome. o'clock, our messages are buzzing with customer support tickets and oh, people yes. are investing left, right, center. Now, how did it work? So, like you told customers, save 100 rupees and get a yep. chance to play Tambola or something like Back that. Back then, <laughs> how the first you working know, of the product worked was you save 100 rupees, you get one Tambola ticket. And mm. every week, we used to take uh, 21 numbers. If these 21 mm. numbers match with the 15 numbers mentioned in your ticket, you mm. win. Even if you lose, nothing happens. Your money is invested in this ICC potential mutual fund, which grows by, I guess, uh, we, we we gave a liquid fund. Liquid fund was giving returns of up to 6% back then. It was a low-risk fund which we offered to people. So 6% returns and potential. Back then, we gave rewards of just like 5,000 to 10,000 rupees because we were putting every money from our pocket back then. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, people loved it. People loved the idea because on one hand, money was growing. On another hand, we're getting this gaming kick. And hmm. people just put, the, put our statuses on the WhatsApp channel saying that, hey, this application, hmm. we're able to grow hmm. and win. Even that's hmm. the same thing which happens right now. So that's the first hmm. version. We validated hmm. it, raised our first seed, seed check of million dollars Now from? Uh, from Entrepreneur First itself. And okay. uh, Entrepreneur First uh, uh, led our seed round. And we hmm. also got uh, early investors of Yotta Savings backing us. Cube hmm. Ventures is one of them who backed us. Then we mm-hmm. got some amazing angels uh, like Bala of Sarathi, Ashneer backing us at a very, very early point. There was even UpSpark, such as Micro VC in India, who sort of backed mm-hmm. us. Now, mm-hmm. product is running, but this product is not enough to push to a B2C ecosystem and scale it. Now, mm-hmm. that is where we started hiring uh, with the money what we got. And in November 2021, we launched the new version of the product. And that mm-hmm. gave us massive reach to wherever mm-hmm. uh, we are arriving. Of course, we had another new version of the product launching. Now, Hmm. the second version of the product was to validate the product as a massive scale and Hmm. replicate the same figures what we were able to replicate at a very early point of time. So that Hmm. is something Hmm. which we were able to do in a really good way. And Hmm. uh, that's how the product actually became a success at this point of time. That's why we got into YC as well, because the second Hmm. stage of metrics were really good. So how did the product evolve? It stayed with the only or like? And no, no, no. Product. So uh, first, it was only Tambula. Uh, we hmm. started uh, getting a lot of requests from people for more and more games hmm. and hmm. even more and more funds. So the second hmm. version of the product had four games and uh, we had uh, you know one investment vacant, which is Digital Gold. We hmm. eventually removed uh, ICC Prudential Mutual Fund that for hmm. the reason being that it had six-step KYC verification process. We were uh-huh. trying to tap on to first-time hmm. investors and mm-hmm. I was a fintech company asking them to put money. Now the people had the resistance that they are first-time founders. You are asking mm-hmm. me to put money, and you are asking mm-hmm. me to do six-step KYC verification process. You are asking PAN, mm-hmm. Aadhaar, everything. They freaked out. So mm-hmm. that is where this beautiful digital gold product came, where we where they need only PAN card for investment mm-hmm. up to two lakh rupees. So okay. we sort of put it in, and then there was no looking back. People are investing. For every rupee they saved, they were getting fellow tokens. Now, using the fellow tokens, they were able to play the games and win rewards. So that is how the second and version. Of what other games game. did you add on? We had cricket, we had football, we had pool, and of course, we had our OG tambola because that is the most played game even today on the application. Now, one I mean, like cricket can be a very massive, expensive game to build. Uh, like, w- what was your cricket like? so it's a so all these hyper casual games that is what we build these are we are not talking about uh, games which are built on unity and high graphic intensive these are casual yes. html games which people just want to play and get the fun out of it and that is a typical yes. consumer yes. psyche also what we yes. have yes. on the platform yes. and yes. how we build the games is uh, very simple of the 10 member tech team uh, 6 to 7 yes. people have the skill set of building games but mm. uh, since scale was super important to us, we partnered mm. with uh, 2 spain screen-based game developing companies and they ship okay. out the products to us at a very cheaper price, like extremely mm-hmm. cheap. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. where we felt that we had the potential right now to ship one game every week. So mm. that's mm. how those people powered us in shipping more and more games. Amazing. Oh. Okay. Okay. So this was uh, V2 of a uh, product. Yes. Uh, and yes. on the basis of this, you got it to YC. Yes. Uh, what next after YC? After YC, it was validating the product at a massive scale and uh, we mm. wanted to gear, gear up for the next round of funding. And Thanks. also, uh, we, we wanted to start talking about the business uh, challenges, which we have. And I'm saying business challenges, the North Star goals, which you wanted mm. to do. Uh, mm. That is where we wanted to see how exactly we can increase the asset management, how exactly mm. we can increase retention for the people. And thirdly, mm-hmm. how exactly we can make them use new products on the platform. These were the three problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, problems which we wrote down on a table and started solving mm-hmm. them. And once we started asking consumers these questions for the problem of uh, how to increase AEMs, the answer, what we got was give us funds, which give us more returns and also give us mutual funds, not a free class, for okay. mutual funds and tax agent funds. That mm-hmm. is something which we baked into it. The second- okay. Yeah, digital gold is not a mass market product, I guess. It is not a mass market product at this point of time. But uh, mm-hmm. if you see the last one year, you know, Akshay, it is the mm-hmm. only asset which was able to give 10% and plus returns. Of course, inflation and everything had its own reasons. But mm-hmm. with majority of the consumers still saving money in banks, where, you know, mm-hmm. inflation is eating away their buying power. Gold mm-hmm. has been a great asset for to hedge their risks. So mm-hmm. that is why gold has been a really good asset. That is why we we, we actually sell gold a lot also, like, more okay. than 80% of our volumes come in gold. But wow. people are saying that they want to save taxes. That is that okay. is something which came up mm-hmm. super mm-hmm. loudly. And they want mm-hmm. to earn returns more than 10%. Now mm-hmm. that, that is, is where we started offering new products. The first product is a peer-to-peer asset class, which gives them 10% return. Very okay. low risk peer-to-peer asset class, which gives them 10%. Yeah, but what, what do you mean, product... mean, peer-to-peer asset class, like peer-to-peer lending product? Yes, it's it's a peer-to-peer lending product. We partner and with in, this. You partnered with someone here. Yes, yes. We partner with an uh, RBI regulated NBFC. And uh, they offer this Which product one? they take care of. Uh, we are partnering with Lendbox right now. And okay. uh, mm-hmm. in the long term, we're also exploring synergies with amazing uh NBA you know peer-to-peer funds as well. They have all the skill set to sort of launch our own P2P, you know, platform ourselves. But again, right now we're focusing more on the product. So that is why we are mm-hmm. playing a plug and play model mm-hmm. at this point. Okay. So peer-to-peer gives better returns and then you added tax-saving mutual fund options for people. We are, go- we, uh, we are going to add tax-saving mutual fund. It's okay, already integrated. Sir. We are going to launch it very soon. Okay, okay. Yeah. What else? Uh, people started, people wanted automated savings and SIPs uh, because okay. on platform, there was manual savings happening. They were like, every time for me to come, it is turning out. Mm-hmm. Just put SIPs. I'll put like 10,000, 20,000 rupees, my salaries. That's it. But Mm -hmm. we got a very interesting, uh, you know, data point also over here People Mm -hmm. were Mm -hmm. saying that we want automated games. And Mm -hmm. what what they mean by automated game was the first version of Tambola was completely automatic. They don't need to sort of scratch out. Like uh, they see the Tambola tickets Mm -hmm. keep auto generating and they wanted to get that feature back. And we got that feature back as well. So with these three things... Like hmm. it just went, it, it just exploded after the new version of the products. And of course, hmm. we made huge changes in uh, UI UX in the new version of the product. So hmm. these have been the significant changes and it was more like consumers asking for it rather than we pushing it to the customers. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. So like the the version, so you're right now on version 3. Yes. Version 1 being the MVP. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. In version two, uh, it was not like a, a automatically your a savings give you a chance to win. Like you had to use those savings to play games and then you got a chance to win. Yes, yes, yes. It was it, the, the the version two was, the, you know, you save, you're getting hmm. fellow tokens. Uh, hmm. These fellow tokens, you could just expense out to play the game. These tokens had no monetary value at all. It's just to hmm. play games. That's it. So they were in these games. Yeah, they were winning so. rewards yes 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 yeah. so okay. so that okay. is that but you know it, it'll be super unfair for me if i don't tell you uh, between version one and version two we launched in october 2021 slunged massively slung so massively that uh, we were scared we were absolutely scared uh i was behind all the funding conversations and uh the entire tech team we didn't have product designer back then Mm. And, mm. Uh, you know, it, it was built uh, very soon, very fast. So, of course, a lot of effort went behind it. Mm. But uh, when it launched in October, August 20, existing mm. users went out. Mm. New users were oh. saying that we don't understand your product. I don't know what oh, it yeah. even does. And people who are investing on the platform. They say that, hey, like, I, I, I don't think I'll come back to this platform again. We were mm. so, so super scared that, you know, like, we got such a great validation version one. Like, why are mm-hmm. we able to replicate in version 2? And that's where we did robust consumer interviews one by one, me and Shaurya. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then immediately we onboarded a product designer from Bangladesh on freelance.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just made some beautiful looking new UI with better wireframes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and Shaurya are working on the new wireframe test. And mm-hmm. then we launched it. Now that actually went up significantly great. We made sure mm-hmm. communication is much more. Like, the one of, one of the things what, you know, founders do as a mistake Akshay is uh, they try to use fancy nomenclature like you know fancy wordings mm-hmm. in the application that is mm-hmm. the biggest learning what I got out of version 2 was make your English level 0 make sure that for post- example of uh, pre and post like pre the design this was the word post you changed it to this uh, so we were using words like you know price mm-hmm. linked savings a lot people they don't yeah, have, they absolutely right. don't know what they don't care about pricing like Pro- to an investor, he might understand it, but you know, consumers don't understand pricing savings. We like you know, uh, we were using all the fanciest words. Like for example, instead of words like uh, you know, I am waiting, you know, we we just we just use another passive voice version of the word. <laughs> people just lost it. People just lost it. Like what are these people even talking? So then we made it level zero English, where a kindergarten student can also understand it. It awesome. just worked like wonders. It worked like a potter to us. Now that mm-hmm. is where we... Even till now, if you see any communication channel or communication pillar what we have, not mm-hmm. a single content is written in fancy English. This is, a, mm-hmm. this is what I give to mm-hmm. my content team also. No mm-hmm. fancy words for our consumers. Mm-hmm. Very plain, mm-hmm. simple English is more than enough. Amazing. Okay. Uh, can you share more such insights that you got in your journey? Like this was a pretty interesting insight about keeping your English simple. Yep. So... This something I wrote very recently on LinkedIn as well. Like uh, one one thing, what people need to keep in mind is uh, when you're launching your product, make sure that you are ready to handle a wrath of over consumers. Very simple, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> Second, third version of the product, we just built it to a scale of say like twenty to thirty thousand people. We could handle it. Just within as soon as we launched, the yeah. app wasn't able to handle the scale. Secondly, you know, Kakshama's success team, it was just two people, we were just bombarded. And so mm. many things were happening, especially talking mm. about the app, it went to mm. that level that the app became super slow. The servers were not able to manage such huge volume of traction. Now, mm. that is where what happened was our ratings took a massive hit. From 4, mm. we fell to 1.1. Just because oh. we weren't able to handle it and there was only mm. one bug which which was there in the platform. So mm. this is what I tell every time that whenever you're launching a product, Make mm. sure that as soon as you launch it, you are going to be viral out there. It might be super mm. optimistic for you, but make sure you are ready to have you know face that optimistic situation because we face that. We literally mm. face that. Mm. This is the same thing. Mm. What we mm. faced at Coinex also. That's why mm. the damage control. What I had an experience over there is able to use it over here. But mm. that is one learning what I got out of this thing. Secondly, so damage do do control when your reputation takes a hit like this. Up, 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 up. You need to be very transparent. That is what it. I go out and tell very... I made a video also, to be honest. I made a video, put it on YouTube, on our channels. I told that, hey, this is a problem. I'm accepting with all my honesty. Rest assured, your money is safe. You need to establish a trust to the people because they're putting money, right? If it is something they're buying also, like you you tell them, I'll refund the money back. Don't worry about it. So tell them that everything is fine. Assure them. Show your face to the consumers because one of the biggest problems what applications have, especially fintech applications is They don't have in-person touch. They don't know in what phase they're putting the money. Banks, they can go and quarrel in a bank, but they can't quarrel on the face with a BTC company, which is tech first. So that is where being transparent is one of the best things what I learned from CoinEx, and that's what I do even over here. I want to understand how you earn. What is your monetization? Uh, Very simple. Right now, uh, with the two asset classes, what we have, we earn percentage Hmm. commissions. And... uh, especially with the savings product what we have, it's going to be a completely, uh, you know, percentage commission model what we have. But in mm-hmm. the long run, we are eyeing towards becoming a newer banking application in the long run. And savings is the first of the products what we have. The second product, mm-hmm. what we're going to get into is savings back credits. The third one is micro insurance. And these will sort of give us new sources of revenue. But another new source of revenue we sort of opened up and which are going to explore very soon. is Several B2C and D2C brands started reaching out to us saying that, uh, your PG resonates with our PG and you don't mm-hmm. pay the rewards. We will come in and sponsor the rewards on your platform. No, and there's no, a visibility. No, no. Like what's happening be. on Cred, for example, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they have a game going on, uh, uh, say, boat or some premium company comes and say that, hey, like, said this set is for you, just, you know, play the game. Now, yeah, that yeah, is yeah, something yeah. which we also did not think of, to be honest. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we got this message on LinkedIn through one of the companies and say that, hey, like, I just want to explore this. And I was like, okay, let's mm-hmm. give a shot. And that is where uh, this new revenue model is going to open up very big time in the long run. So, it is like the the model that you are moving towards in terms of creating a cohort of Gen Z. And for that cohort of Gen Z, uh, you are handling all their financial services needs. So, what we're trying to do is, especially for Gen Z and young millennials 21 to 25, we want to be their first fintech application. Uh, we see. want to make finance fun, exciting, and rewarding for these people. That is what this, mm-hmm. this TG wants. And mm-hmm. they have very specific needs. We so want to meet it. Our credit mm-hmm. is celebrating credit and healthy spending and healthy credit repayment. We mm-hmm. want to celebrate healthy banking and healthy finances and healthy savings. That is what we mm-hmm. want to do mm-hmm. for the 21 to 25-year-old Gen Z and mm-hmm. young millennials. Yeah. Okay. okay. Interesting. Before we come to this cohort, uh, I want to dig yes. in a little bit more into... Uh, the monetization and how it works. Uh, Your gross revenue is the commissions. Yes. Uh, And then you would be paying out rewards, right? Uh, Yes. So what is that that ratio? Like what percentage of your gross revenue do you you pay out? So uh, this is something which uh, we have cracked. This is a great thing which we cracked that uh, even right now, you know, we don't pay a lot of rewards at all. there's a trade secret as to how exactly we're able to give rewards out to consumers and that is something which I would be able to reveal with you only off record. Oh, come on, <laughs> <laughs> See, one thing is in the long run we won't be paying right. any rewards. You know, for example, there is one okay. crore reward which is there on our platform. If something yes. wins we will be giving one crore but you know, like we have discovered something where uh, you know, like we make sure that the probability of winning is low. Like, Okay, even like if the, even even if there's a probability of winning every week, also we can have just we we mm-hmm. we figured out a system in such a way that uh, you know we don't pay you know that one crore. There, you know we we have things in place and like you're not talking about- an in- insurance. I tell you, like very nice. small chunk goes out. Like for example, yeah. uh, ten thousand of the rewards every week it goes from mm-hmm. our pocket. Uh, mm-hmm. That goes as a marketing spend only for us. It is very yeah. simple, like the cashbacks, mm. et cetera, et cetera, as But the, for the Holy Grail rewards, we have mm. some processes set up in place. L- like the, I was assuming there is some sort of a, a reinsurance mechanism. Maybe not that exact. That's a, word, but that, that's a, that's a, that's a good way also to be honest. It works like, like you know, that. The mm. the one which you're saying also, the insurance mm. model. We have to explore mm. it to be honest. Like, uh, But you know, is our Indian insurance companies insuring such sort of models need to see that. But yeah. It's a, it's a it's a it's a good thing which you can potentially explore as well. Yeah. And okay. And so uh, essentially, you're spending like what percentage of your uh, commission on uh, this uh, rewards? Like more five, than more than talking as five percentage percent of commission as rewards. Uh, hmm. we we have a monthly weekly budget of ten thousand rupees. That is hmm. what we give out as rewards to the consumers. That's it. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. We we realize that uh, this this quantum of rewards. What do you give? It is ample mm. enough for us to retain consumers, to make them feel excited and mm-hmm. uh, come back and invest and uh, save more on the platform. Also, if you mm. sort of give more rewards, there's another problem mm. associated with it. People yeah. get used to higher rewards. And once we make it lower, they feel mm. that, oh, you're not giving me rewards anymore. Like I don't want yes. to take names yes. of platforms, mm. but a lot of people who started giving more rewards initially, they eventually mm. throttle mm. down and people churn out and we don't want just yes. behavior happening. So we're setting a realistic mm-hmm. expectation. We right. say that, hey, some games are super easy to achieve. And we give another thing also. If people, if you, Even if you don't give rewards, we give hmm. them Tambola tickets. Now, tambola tickets hmm. have the capacity for them to earn big. Now, that is hmm. exciting them. So that is where hmm. we are making sure the balance is set for these people hmm. to get gratified, but at the same time, not gratified to that extent that they, they, they keep coming and asking for more and more rewards, hmm. which so might potentially result out in churn if we don't offer. It. So your... Uh, do you also spend on customer acquisition or you prefer to spend on rewards instead of customer acquisition? We bake in rewards as a part and pass of a customer acquisition uh, metric also. And hmm. uh, right now uh, on an upward note of 70% have come in through referrals. We have a very yeah. amazing referral program that works phenomenally great for us. That is hmm. where we get. The remaining 30% is coming in completely through, uh, you know, the performance marketing, what we started doing in recent times. Uh, mm-hmm. We're also setting up a lot of amazing go-to-market strategies from the next... I mean, we already started doing it. But mm-hmm. uh, yes, we 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 have uh, performance caps also coming into place. Oh, what are the go-to-market strategies? Yeah, first, I don't want to sort of talk about the reference. But secondly, mm-hmm. uh, uh, performance is the game which you're going to play very big time in the coming days. Secondly, mm-hmm. for a very short stint, we work with influencers. It gave us the viral effect what we wanted. That is the second thing. Third, we are partnering with financial advisors. Now with financial advisors, the beauty is they have direct consumers within their immediate reach. Like these people go and consult other people for other financial products. We partner with a lot of such uh, financial advisors. Now that is the third GTM what we have. Now the fourth GTM what we're going to have is we are going ahead and partnering with a lot of these HR communities and even HR, I mean HRMS tools through which we are going to cross sell our products. But the foley like, grail behind which on, what we are uh, trying to employees. Yes, exactly. Because right now the average uh-huh. age of an investing user is 24.5 is making an average salary uh-huh. of 50,000 on fellow. And uh-huh. these people are coming and asking us these better, uh, few, uh, the better products of give me tax saving funds, give me, uh-huh. you know, better return funds. And, uh, they're asking uh-huh. for credit cards and buy now, uh-huh. pay later options also. So that is uh-huh. where we realize that this TG is getting attracted very big time. But the yeah. fifth, GTM, what we are hoping to attract and uh, have it on a table in the long run is we want to get potential partnerships directly with banks so that we can tap onto the distribution market. Uh, banks yeah. have a very, very uh, structured distribution ecosystem. Now, once yeah. we partner with a bank offering their products on a platform, we mm. have access to their entire distribution network. They will they, they can come and, you know, they can go and sell our product. Uh, for example, if someone says that, hey, I want to... Uh, by, say, XYZ Mutual Fund, the distributor uh-huh. will say that, hey, instead of investing directly on our bank application, you can go and invest in the same product. You'll get better, ex- huh. exciting rewards. Okay, yes. interesting. Uh, I'm going to zoom in on these a bit. Uh, yep. For referrals, uh, yes. do you give some rewards? Like how do you push yes. referrals? Yes, okay. uh, we give them uh, 20 rupees worth of digital gold and we give them uh-huh. the 200 cello tokens. Right now, we're also giving in Tambola tickets. But users would be able to withdraw their winnings and referral rewards cumulatively together only if the only if it has crossed two hundred rupees. And to get to the mark of two hundred rupees, they need to have healthy savings. They need to have those rewards. So that's associated with it. Okay, got it. And. for financial advisors, that you would share commission with them if they give you their customers. Yes, we mm-hmm. we, we, we have a specific structure. Uh, we try and test out different different structures structures with them. For example, with few, uh, we tr- we told that whatever EMs we are getting through you, small percentage uh, goes to you. With few, uh, we, we we have a cookie cookie cutter uh, you know activation fee model with them. These are the two things which we are experimenting right now to see what works uh, best for us in the long run. Like where exactly we are getting better activations with less money going out from our pocket. So this uh-huh. is the experimentations uh-huh. what we have. But why would a financial advisor uh, want to reduce his AUM? He'll reduce his AUM if he gives his customers to you, right? So these financial advisors, they themselves partner with, for example, for uh, to, with other banking or, you know, AMC companies right now. Okay. So AMC company is giving, say, 0. 0.2 or 0. 0.3 or whatever. I'm just throwing numbers. Uh-huh. We'll say that, hey, I'll uh-huh. give you 0.5% more than what your existing area person is giving. Come and, you know, sell our products to them at the end of the day. At the same product, just the application is different. So that is so how we are giving virtue you of product. Your size, you're able to get better margins? Exactly, exactly. We're able to get better okay. margins at this point of time. That is the mm-hmm. only reason why, you know, we're able to do this at this point of time. Okay. But Got during it. the initial days of acquisition, also we're making sure that everyone in the ecosystem feels healthy while partnering with fellow as well. So that is, mm-hmm. that's 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 something which you want to establish it with these people. Okay. The bank distribution model, uh, again, my concern remains the same that wouldn't the bank want that AUM instead of shifting it to you? At the end of the day, the, the AUM is getting into the bank only, right? So we okay, are the so distributor at the end of the day. On the back end, their product is only mm-hmm. running, right? So, like, one of the biggest... An ICICI is, bank uh, customer would be sold an ICICI mutual fund product, basically. Yourself. I, okay. and So, this is what banks want. Uh, banks want their products to be sold and in, in return, their AUMs growing up more and more. How it hmm. is happening, I mean, it's, it's their sales and business teams game at the end of the day. Hmm. Now, hmm. if it is happening through fellow or is it ha- if it's happening through the direct product, it is totally hmm. fine because at the end of the day, the business is... Hmm getting into the pockets of the bank, their AMs are only growing, right? So mm-hmm. if yeah. they're able to sell the product way better through our platform, then they would say, why not? Now, that is where all the banks are having an entire open banking division and startup acquisition division, where, uh, sorry, startup partnership and acquisition division, they're just going and partnering because for a bank to build a product like them. I mean, I'm not demeaning, that they are the ones who are running the ecosystem as well. They have approval. Exactly. Not- they have Yeah, It takes at least like one, two years to get an approval to build such sort of thing and get it out in the market. Now, that is the beauty of startups. We execute it and we just partner with them. So that is why banks wouldn't or any of the FinTech NBFCs, sorry, finance NBFCs uh, would be, you know, looking forward to partner with, uh, you know, companies like us. Okay. So uh, you said you have 750,000 users currently. Yes. Uh, Yes. These are all like users who've uh, invested. At least oh, no, not everyone invests, uh, you know, all okay. these people uh, on an upward note of 40, 40 45% of the people invest on the application. We have active gamers on the platform, you know, like that is a TG what okay. you're trying to explore Explore also. Okay. Like these people are uh, super excited with the games. And what yeah. we see is uh, with the initial free token, whenever a consumer onboards, we give them like 200 free fellow tokens. Now yeah. we are seeing that these 200 free fellow tokens is helping us get them activated in the long run. Like there's a specific cohort of people mm-hmm. who, who take time to come onto the platform. So eventually mm-hmm. they're coming onto the platform. That, so that is turning mm-hmm. out to be beneficial for us. And how many, what's your number of users who've made an investment? Uh, the exact number of users who have made the investment is on an upward note for we're speaking of 100k to 150k. That is, I mean, I'm, I can give you the exact number of calls this call, yeah, that's but okay. yeah, that that, that that's 100K. the number of what we are seeing at this point of time. Okay, 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 okay. Got it. Interesting. There are other companies going after this cohort of mm-hmm. uh, young adults. So It's yes. a very really attractive TGE. Um, yes. Uh, you know, for example, Pay also wants to be a new bank. Yes. They started with payments as their entry product, but yes. Uh, I believe JAR also would be in a similar category, right? Going after this cohort. So, yep. uh, you know, what is, wh- what is your strategy versus them? How are you different from them? Or what do you see the market evolving into? In my, in my view, and uh, this is my take also that uh, fampay and JAR uh, of, I mean, target two different cohorts altogether. Uh, hmm. fampay is targeting T's, you know, like hmm. for within the college only. Uh, hmm. And uh, Of course, first they started with spending and then right now they're getting into savings. That is, I mean, they want to be the new bank for teenagers and college students. That is their teaching. Now, JAR is someone which we sort of close, I mean, uh, look closely or take inspirations from and admire as well. Uh, JAR is, of course, trying to turn out to be the first uh, savings application through space change investment and eventually turn out to be a wealth management tool or, you know, hook them into this thing and start cross-selling other products also so that is where we see jar to be a close competitor or a close company working directly in the same targeting the same audience because mm. the, the age group the demographic matches especially fampay what they're doing is again you know it's for a different set of people so mm. we don't see them or you know intersecting of course the same question we get asked a lot is why fampay not doing what you guys are doing because gamification is something which excites them a lot and that is mm. where you know, we got the data point that uh, of the total users, fifteen percent of our users are from eighteen to twenty age group who are in colleges. Mm-hmm. Those people are saying that we play games a lot and through mm-hmm. your application we're even ending up saving. So mm-hmm. th- but the ticket size of saving is super small from Super, super mm-hmm. small. Because okay. teams don't have money to save. They have yeah, money yeah, to yeah. spend. Because the family, right. you know, funds the wallets Hmm. and all, right? That is why spending is more over there. So that is why it makes sense for FanPay to first launch a spending product and then come to a savings product. Right. So that's the difference. We are a savings first company. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. But uh, I guess eventually the FanPay cohort would be the kind of cohort, I mean, once they grow up, you know, like three years down the line, they would be... Of course. that That is where I feel that FanPay can have the potential to explore or widen up its products you know yeah. uh the, the, if, if the, with the current product maybe there's a potential churn associated you know like yeah. after deal what yeah. now because financial needs of a consumer grows for example mm-hmm. my first product was my bank account my mm-hmm. you know college bank account then mm-hmm. i wanted to buy a you know mobile phone for myself i started mm-hmm. taking an emi for it then mm-hmm. i became aware of my family okay. i started taking mm-hmm. insurance so the requirements mm-hmm. grows so mm-hmm. that is where either frampe can build it or frampe can Partner with another company and you know mm-hmm. potentially mm-hmm. start getting these synergies done to offer those yeah, products okay. to these companies. Well. Yeah, really, really. So Fampay is a long term bet that eventually these teams are yeah. today not monetizable, but in a couple of years they will be more monetizable. Undoubtedly, and, undoubtedly. Um, and that's how yes, it is. Okay. Now we're talking about a country where you know we have okay. the highest Gen Z population, highest teen population, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. we have data. We. They, at least from spending, we can make money at this point of time. And eventually, uh, if we get uh, the uh, funnel right and offer the right product to them, of course, uh, things could be done over there. I'm pretty sure that uh, companies like Fampitas or even Akudo, which is also uh, backed by YC, they're exploring this. So uh, we also very closely uh, monitor this space because this PG has sort of opened up. Uh, but uh, again, uh, our biggest concentration is towards salaried professionals within 21 to 25-year-old age group. Uh, and that is where our uh, efforts are going into at this point. Okay, okay. And it's, JAR's promise is convenient. Like they're making it convenient for you to save. Yes. Uh, yes. Like it's like painless saving. Like you. Yeah. And how do they make that happen? Like you pay through JAR. Like JAR has a UPI payment system or something. Or like, so, so what JAR does is uh, you need to set up uh, auto pay. Uh, hmm. And uh, you need to give access to your uh, messages. And hmm. whenever you make a spending, uh, hmm. Say you spent uh, ninety-eight rupees, it rounds hmm. off to the nearest whole number, and which was hmm. like hundred, and hmm. the extra two rupees is saved uh, in digital okay. code. Okay. So okay. that is how Jar works. So without knowing hmm. while spending, you're ending up saving that. Oh, hmm. uh, so that's what happens with Jar. Yeah, okay, okay, so Jar is playing on convenience uh, factor. Exactly. What, exactly. You're, you're playing on engagement. Like you want people to get engaged with the app. Uh, same is a byproduct of engagement. Yep. Uh, that is where the mm-hmm. consumers started asking convenience, right? People started asking mm-hmm. auto save mm-hmm. feature on our platform. I mean, SIBs mm-hmm. uh, technically. Mm-hmm. So we are mm-hmm. rolling out SIBs in the next two weeks. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. is all uh, SIBs and gold based saving is something which are rolling out. So mm-hmm. through this uh, convenience factor is also getting sorted. Our, mm-hmm. our our problem statement or one of the things what we wanted to solve at a very good way is uh, making people. Uh, get hooked and interested in the finance ecosystem for a long term. You know, mm. uh, finance is such a thing that it is it is never intuition-based. It is something mm. which is uh, will-based. When I say intuition-based, like mm. no one will just look at the big hoarding, say, and mm. come and invest on the platform when they get into finance. It is something which comes out of their intuition that how save karna hai, kuch hai. But people, mm. what, this, this is something what, what we found out of our consumer research was people find several reasons to not get into finance. They don't mm. find reasons for other behavioral patterns, but for finance, especially, we found this behavioral pattern. Now, that is mm. where what we wanted to do was let's offer something which they get excited, but start mm. baking in finance into it. So, that is how gaming is turning mm. out to be an activation retention factor for us. And mm. in between, we want to bring in convenience also, which consumers started asking for us. Mm. Mm. Okay. 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 Uh, you uh, talked about saving back credit product that you will launch yes. next. Yes. What is that? Very simple. Say that, uh, Akshay, you have uh, 5,000 or 50,000 rupees saved on your platform. Uh, taking that into consideration, we will be offering uh, a partial amount of it, like 50 to 60% of it as a credit line within the application, which way through which you could start building credit scores. Now, one of the problems that no. these people have on the platform is uh, they don't know how to build a healthy credit score at all. They don't know how to get their first or no. uh, how to get their first credit cards or anything related to it. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. this will be a good segue for us to get into the second behavioral pattern because a mm-hmm. lot of people ask us for credit lines and uh, but they don't know. We ask them, like, hey, like hey, as a consumer, what is your credit score? They told that we don't know our credit scores. Uh, why mm-hmm. don't you give me a civil option where I can just go and uh, check my credit score? So mm-hmm. this will be the first segue and looking into this, yeah. we can start offering higher credit lines also to people in the long run. Biggest data point, what we found is 87% of our consumers don't have insurances. Now, that is Hmm. something which is exciting us and micro-insurance is a space which is booming significantly. You just go to Bajaj. What what are micro-insurance products? What is micro-insurance? Micro-insurance is something like in the past, at least in the past, if you want to buy an insurance for yourself, it's a lump sum payment, what you have to do. Like you say 10,000, 20,000, that's it. Now, Hmm. micro-insurance, the beauty of micro-insurance is daily one rupee or daily two rupees or daily Uh, three rupees, hmm. it gets you into that not so well it's like you know SIP for you know insurance it is securing mm. your future it is mm. not making you sound super expensive you're spending mm. very very minute amount this day for example mm. one of the best examples of micro insurance is what Rapido does like whenever you travel it insures mm. you for one rupee so mm. people are saying oh it's one rupee only right let me insure myself mm. so people love that ca- if if I say that 10,000 rupees for all your Rapido uh, rides they'll say no I'm not going to do it but if I say mm. one rupee for your one, right? They'll love it. Mm. So mm. it was a very baffling factor, you know, data point for us that 87% of the consumers had mm. only insurances what their company was offering. We thought that this is a space which has to be tapped on because we mm. did our interviews during peak COVID season. And mm. unfortunately, they didn't have insurances to meet their, you know, unfortunate situations. So mm. they became much more aware of insurance. So that is the, mm. uh, that is something which we're exploring. Mm. Okay, okay. Uh, for uh, giving credit, uh, there is a lot of. Uh, uh, I mean, RBI is putting an, a lot of regulatory uh, barriers to that, right? Uh, how how will you uh, cross those hurdles? I'm actually glad that you know RBI is putting these hurdles, and I'll tell you why. It is it is for the benefit. It's benefit of two people over here. First, hmm. end consumers. End consumers. Hmm. Uh, You know, for example, there's so many lending apps which are going on right now. They just go to Play Store. If you see of the top 100 finance, top 50, 20 finance apps, you'll see it's crowded by lending applications. Now, people blindly go and select it without looking into the terms and conditions, unfortunately. And they get some of the other misbenefited out of it. So regulations are trying to promote healthy ecosystem. Now, what will happen for businesses who are trying to get into this? This didn't help only founders or people who could, who are major enough to run the business going and running the business as well. Mm. So that is where it is benefiting the ecosystem. Yes, I understand the challenges are turning out to be super, like every day you're waking up to a new regulation, but at Mm. the same time, they're trying to refine the ecosystem because we are the highest adapters of fintech revolution across the world. We are adapting Mm. fintech technology way more than any other country across the globe with such Mm. great penetration such massive growth happening these regulations mm-hmm. are super super important now mm-hmm. where exactly our skill set comes into picture is I was working into the lending piece for a very long period of time even during the early days of FlowVis, we knew mm-hmm. that we wanted to get into lending so that mm-hmm. is where the closer level grander uh, experience of working with regulations come into picture and that is where we are confident that irrespective of however the situation is we'll be able mm-hmm. to hand out How will your credit product work? Will you transfer that money to the bank or will you have some sort of a payment mechanism? I feel Hmm. that physical credit cards are going to die in the long run. Uh, But again, you know, it's I mean, we very, very, very less number of credit cards which are out in circulation when compared to total potential Hmm. people as well. But we're just Hmm. trying to see what could be the source of it. Like, will it be in the Hmm. form of a payment network? Will it be in the form of a card? Is it UBA? Are we talking about UBA based credit? Or are we Hmm. talking credit directly getting into the bank that is one model which you want to see what is the best way possible we just started hmm. talking with a lot of banks for this potential product but uh, we, we are in uh, conversations to get the final product in the best way possible do you need to raise more funds uh, or like are you able to grow uh, with the existing fundraise and uh, revenues you're making one thing what oh, you know touchwood you know uh, we're glad is uh, just with $1 million what we raised, we were able to have such a great runway and that is where, uh, you know, mine and Shara's experience of being frugal yet getting better returns sort of comes into picture. Now with the $4 Hmm. million uh, what we raised, we have a very great significant runway where we'll also be in a capacity to sort of launch the next product also. So Hmm. at this point of time, yes, we will be of course, fundraising is a never-ending process for a founder. You always talk with the investors, right? So that is always happening. But at the end of the day, we will uh, raise at the right time possible for mm. it. But with the existing capital, we have a very great runway. That is why uh, we are one of those few companies who still hiring irrespective of the, you know, climate, however it is out there. Mm. Because these mm. existing products, this exciting products, is something which you want to build mm. and scale at a very, very fast fashion. What's your advice to founders on fundraising based on what you learned? Very... Very simple, never say no to more money. That is the (laughs) first thing it's, uh, stress running out of your mind. That's it. No one dreamt of such a winter also coming in. Right. So it always kept me on the edge. Glad that, you know, uh, you know, business spoke for itself and are able to close in some very, very founder friendly investors as well. But this is the first Mm -hmm. advice what I say never say no to, you know, uh, more money, more money, second. This is another big mistake. What uh, I did and see a lot of founders doing it and asking me as well. Uh, Till Siri say also be hmm. uh, fine with valuations because once your business works out well, the next round valuations will speaks for itself. For example, a hmm. uh, lot of hmm. founders uh, try to go for bigger valuation. They try to get you know, like, you don't rates. want to dilute, basically. Exactly. Exactly. See. Uh, there are two things associated with it. Some uh, the two set of founders. One founders who are valuing their equity, which is great. I want every founder to value their equity. It's it's you own it. You absolutely own it. That is why. Mm-hmm. But but some people, the the few set of founders who say that, oh, I want to raise at this valuation. It helps me out. Like, for yeah, for headlines. Me out. Yeah. That is not required. It's like trust exactly. me, that's actually that actually turns out to be on the other way around because you know investors are see. VCs and investors, they also want to make good returns, right? If you are closing Mm -hmm. at a higher valuation right now, they don't see, you know, better returns coming in the future. So these Mm -hmm. are the two things what I would say in terms Mm -hmm. of uh, raising. But the third thing, what I also want to say is get angel investors on board, get the best angel investors on board. Right now, I'm super glad that we have some of the best angel investors because Mm -hmm. they help us. They work along with us in building the business. Like mm. they're immediately reachable. Of course, VC's do help you in the best way mm. possible, whatever they can. They're very closely associated with you. But mm. in my experience, what I noticed was angel investors are there to promote the ecosystem very loudly. They're having CXOs, mm. CEOs who solve those problems in the past and mm. uh, they know how to solve it. So mm. don't hesitate or uh, even if you're having, even if you're subscribed, keep a mm. small kitty, open up for good angel investors onboarded. Because they will help you out in building the business. So, these are these are three, you know, suggestions of feedback what I give for someone who is looking out for raising. So, you were part of uh, Entrepreneur First, which is like an yeah. incubator? Uh, yes. So it's more like a talent investor. That is what they call them. It's an incubator okay. for sure, but it's a talent investor program. So, th- that is what helped you get the first set of agents. Like your, uh, because I believe the first fundraise is like the, the most difficult one, right? Once you, oh, yes, yes. Uh, I guess eventually, I mean, uh, EF is able to uh, establish the mark that you know we are uh, we are we are funding some of the uh, best companies, which are possible some of the best founders, to be honest. And mm. uh, once uh, we were able to close in the seed check from uh, EF uh, through mm. EF Connects uh, back then, Isha Tiwari okay. uh, was our partner, and uh, she helped us a lot with the common connections uh, she introduced. And Partha Sarath and a couple of them came through that. Then mm-hmm. uh, on the EF demo day, we were able to open a couple of good VCs and through their VC mm-hmm. connects, then they introduced us to Ashneer and others. And uh, we mm-hmm. were able to uh, get them onboarded uh, with us uh, with us in this journey. as. So that's how we were able yep. to get some quality angel investors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know quality mm-hmm. is the right word. The reason why I say this is the level of inputs, what they gave us during the initial days, I, I mm-hmm. even implement them today when I get some any sort mm-hmm. of crisis situation that is why yeah. I feel that their expertise of being CEOs and CXOs but helped us a lot in our business at this yeah. point of time. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. So you uh, did not know your co-founder from before, right? You guys oh, yes. met at yes. the EF. How does that work out? I tried the revelation approach for six months. It did not hmm. work out for me because uh, uh, like apparently, I mean, not apparently, back then all my close friends were at different stage in life. Like a couple of them were getting married, a couple of them hmm. had a, you know, hyping hmm. job. And uh, they were like, I just don't want to get out of the comfort zone right now back then. Nice. Yeah. So mm-hmm. finding a founder was super difficult. That is where the director of products of Flowbiz, uh, the previous company, Flowbiz and Coinex, mm-hmm. uh, He mm-hmm. told that give a shot at Entrepreneur First because he himself was from Entrepreneur First Singapore. And okay. uh, he told that give a shot at it. And I came over here. The first thing what EF solves for you is getting those people who are, who are who are all in for building a business. So that is that is sorted for me. I know that these people are intent. Yeah, intent is already screened for. Intent me. is already established over there. Yeah. Now for yeah. me, it is only two things. One, yeah. does he or she can you know build a business what to the scale what we want, and yeah. secondly, can I can this person be my friend and can we can we have personal synergies? It is hmm. very important to have personal synergies with your founder because hmm. you're going to see your fa- each other's faces every day. You're going hmm. to, I'm not even kidding, you might be spending more time with him than your partner in real life.
1: Yeah. So
0: is where uh, I, this is the first thing what I want to validate. I spoke hmm. with Shaurya. The EF asked us like, who are your potential people who you want to partner with? Shaurya was the hmm. first name what hmm. I wrote. Hmm. When they, they asked me for three names. Hmm. So I wrote Shaurya because he comes from a FinTech background. You know? He worked at BlackRock. Okay. He was building really technical, he was sending uh, financial products for last large uh, yeah. corporate clients. So I knew yeah. he was the right guy for me. Now it is all yeah. about personal synergy. So initially yeah. we were beer buddies. We are partnering yeah. with every person, but we yeah. weren't teaming up together. Then yeah. we both come from yeah, finance yeah. background. Okay. So let's give a shot. Let's give yeah. a shot for a few weeks. Let's yeah. see how will this work yeah. out professionally. Personal synergy is yeah. so established. Yeah. Okay. Let's okay. see professionally. Now, Mm -hmm. that is where, as I told you, right? Like we kept very simple targets for ourselves. Mm -hmm. I need to get the license. You need to get the product done because that is where he'll Mm -hmm. be validating my business expertise and I'll be validating Mm -hmm. his technical expertise. It was all about Mm -hmm. building, I mean, executing Mm -hmm. it. So Mm -hmm. that is how I got the validation that, you know, it's not just a good co-founder, but, you know, we can also Mm -hmm. be good, uh, you know, friends who could build a company together. And that brings us to the end of this conversation. I want to ask you for a favor now. Did you like listening to the show? I'd love to hear your feedback about it. Do you have your own startup ideas? I'd love to hear them. Do you have questions for any of the guests that you heard about in the show? I'd love to get your questions and pass them on to the guests. Write to me at ad at the podium.in. That's ad at t-h-e-p-o-d-i-u-m dot in.